Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Should you hunt with an AR-15 style rifle or an AR-10 style rifle? We're going to examine that question, the pros and the cons, on today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about should you hunt with an AR-15 style rifle or an AR-10 for that matter. If you don't know the difference, an AR-15 is a rifle chambered in 5.56 or 2.23 Winchester, An AR-10 is a rifle chambered in 7.62x51, also known as 308 Winchester. I know, I know, there's some slight differences between 223 and 5.56 and 7.62 and 308 and on and on. But for for the sake of generalities and new hunters, we're just going to talk about them as if they were the same on today's episode. So should you hunt with one of these rifles? Well... There's no cut and dry answer to that. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of opinions. Um, there are people who are avid hunters that feel both ways. So what we're going to do today is we're going to break down the pros and the cons and let you make your own decision. Maybe I'll throw in my opinion. Maybe I won't. But let you guys make your own decision on whether or not you think you should hunt with one. All right. So first, let's look at the pros. Why would you or should you or might you want to hunt with an AR-15 or AR-10 style rifle? Well, first off, you have one. You've already got one. And if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you will know that the best rifle to start hunting with is the one you already have. That is the best place to start. So if you already have an AR-15, if that's the only rifle you have, then I think that's a pretty good pro, a pretty good reason why you might want to hunt with it. That might not be the, your primary hunting weapon for the rest of your life, but if you have already have a firearm and it's legal to use for whatever game you're going to go after, then I think that's where you ought to start. 
Number two, you're familiar with it. You may have practiced a lot with an AR-15. You, you've got a lot of rounds through, a lot of range time. Maybe even you've done some, some tactical training with it. Um, maybe you've had it for years and just used it a lot and you're very familiar with the gun. You can operate it and clean it with your eyes closed. Maybe at some point you were served in the military and you're just very familiar with this firearm. That would be a reason to use it. If you're more familiar with that than anything else, well, why would you start over from scratch on something else for, for no reason and just let go of all that that you, you've already gained in terms of familiarity, how to use it, what you're able to hit with it? If you have that kind of familiarity, that's a great reason to use it. Number three, uh, you're able to get fast follow-up shots. Most hunting rifles are bolt action, lever action, pump action, some sort of manual single shot action, and AR-15 semi-automatic or AR-10 semi-automatic, you just keep pulling the trigger. Now, that is a pro. Um, it's also a con, though, I think, to the beginner, because people think that if you could just keep pulling the trigger... It, it, your, your shot placement is not that important. You just, if you're hunting deer, you just four, five, six, seven shots, whatever it takes, put the deer down. That's really a bad way to train yourself to think and to operate. When you're hunting, I like to hunt with the, with, with the presumption that I only have one shot, period. I've got one shot to make it count. And if I can't do the job with that one shot, then don't pull the trigger, period. doesn't matter what I'm hunting. That's the way I train myself to think, and that's the way you should train yourself to think. The only reason I would take, uh, you know, in, my, in the back of my mind, the only reason why I have other bullets with me or other bullets in the gun or the ability to take additional shots is if there's uh, something that happens. My, my finger slips at the last minute. I pull the, the deer ducks. Um, something goes wrong that causes that good shot to, to go afoul. So, but I always think of it in terms of I've got one shot. And every deer I've ever shot, I've only shot one time. Uh, the turkey I took last spring, I did take two shots at. Not because my first shot was bad, but just because uh, I didn't, it seemed like it might take longer than I wanted to for that particular animal, animal to expire. And in order to, you know, for its sake, I took a second shot because it just, you know, it was one of those things. But you always want to think I've got one shot. This is this, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to take another shot. I'm not going to pull the trigger unless I'm confident this is not just going to be able to hit the animal, but hit him in a vital place to, to put him down quickly. Times where you might need quick follow up shots. That's not a completely illegitimate question. Say you're hunting wild hogs or say you're hunting coyotes. And maybe there's multiples of them. Maybe you're trying to take multiple. Maybe there is a pack or or a herd and you're you're trying to get as many down as you can for the sake of management and and game control and just predator control and the population and so on you might want something like that in those situations where you can take successive shots especially if you're shooting targets that are moving and that's part of your plan for most type of game though for deer i would never hunt like that um one deer are pretty tough, although hogs are pretty tough too. 
but deer, you can ruin so much of the meat and you can absolutely just make your field dressing experience horrific. So while being able to have fast follow-up shots is a plus, is a reason why you might want to use an AR for hunting, I really want to caution that with you do not want to depend on multiple shots. You should always hunt as if you have a single shot, a musket, you know, muzzle loader. You got one shot, you've got one chance, and you want to make that shot count. And whatever capability you have to take a follow-up shot, that is only if that shot is, is a poor shot uh, or something goes wrong. Maybe, you know, with a shotgun and, you know, wing shooting, you may want additional shots and, and semi-automatic capability, but we're not talking about shotguns here, we're talking about rifles. So everything I'm talking about is is rifle hunting. Of course, if you're shooting birds that are flying, you may need to have two, three, five, ten shots, whatever you've got, whatever's legal in your area. Um, that's a different conversation, maybe one we'll have at a later time. So fast follow-up shot. Number four pro for using an AR platform for hunting is um, people people think in terms of, well, you know, they have that gun for self-defense, they have that gun for tactical reasons, and if they can go hunt with it, that gives them more practice for the main reason they have the gun, which is self-defense, home defense, things like that. So they look at hunting with it as practice for tactical applications. Um, that is a pro. I'm, I'm, I might contest that a little bit. I don't know that the experience that you get hunting is going to, to, to help you a lot in terms of home defense. I think that's sort of a, a misnomer. Uh, I, I think you might just be, you know, toying, playing with yourself in terms of that idea that, you know, this is going to help me defend myself. Um, you know, lugging a gun through the woods for days and weeks without taking a shot. I don't know how that helps you with home defense when you might have to pull something out from under your bed or in the safe and be able to use it at a moment's notice. Um, you know, I don't know that there's a lot of overlap there, but there may be some. So, um, you know, I guess if you were hunting a pack of wild hogs at night, then maybe there would be some overlap there. I'm trying not to think exclusively in terms of deer or small game. So, okay, maybe there's some application. That's why this is on the pros list. I just want to say it's not the biggest pro. Next, it's fun or cool. True story. Um, you know, haters can hate, but at the end of the day, it is fun to take an AR-15 into the woods or an AR-10 into the woods. There's just something fun about you. You watch enough action movies. You go to the range enough. There's just something fun about it. it. There's a cool factor. There's a fun factor. And that's a legitimate pro. Some people, that's the number one reason they do it. It's just because it's fun. Just because it's cool. Next pro, you can handle it quickly. If you've got practice, if you've got your particular firearm built and put together right, you're able to, to move that thing quickly. You can get quick target acquisition. You're able to, to do that at a higher level. Uh, that's a good reason to do it. That's sort of you've got more practice with it. You're more familiar with it. But that's a legitimate skill that could help you in certain kinds of hunting. Even in deer hunting. You know, sometimes you're still hunting or... 
you're on a walkabout that you're just calling still hunting, which we're all guilty of, but is not necessarily something that's not a bad or that's always a bad strategy either. And you know, you see a deer standing right there or walking, and it sees you, and you see it, and you've got one or two seconds to draw and get a good placement and take that shot before that deer bolts. That could make the difference. Same thing with coyote hunting or hog hunting or whatever else you might use it for. So if you can handle it quickly, if you're able to, to do that, if you've got that level of practice and comfort, then that's good. Another pro, I think this is one of the bigger ones, is ammo selection and cost. ARs are in primary, uh, what I call primary calibers. They're international calibers. There's a lot of ammunition that's been developed in those calibers. 556-223, tons of different kinds of ammo available. 76251-308 Winchester, tons of different ammo selections available. Um, you're able to do a lot in those calibers. You know, I, I bought actually a 223 bolt action for predator hunting. Not because it was necessarily the most effective predator caliber. I think there's actually some other calibers that I felt were, you know, maybe a few percentage points better for predator hunting than the 223. But I don't want to have to pay $40 for a box of ammo. Um, 223 is amazing in terms of there's so many different kinds of rounds. They've got everything you could want. You've got the cheapest practice ammo available. So I could take that thing to the range for a day and not, you know, pay $2 a bullet. You've got great uh, predator hunting ammo. Everybody makes some really high-end stuff. You've got good self-defense ammo. They make a number of different deer cal or deer rounds for that caliber. You can get low-powered full metal jacket ammo to use for turkey hunting. Uh, where places you're able to hunt turkey with a rifle because you don't want to do too much damage, but you want to have some more range than what a shotgun would give you. So you can get low-powered, full-metal jacket 223 rounds and use for turkey hunting. You know, you can do a lot with that caliber. There's a lot of different ammo available, whereas if you're looking at something like 22250, which is a better Predator hunting cartridge, or 204 Ruger, which is a better Predator hunting cartridge, um, those are expensive. They're rare. You go to a gun store, they might have one box or one type of ammo, whereas 223 cross the board. So I'm able to use that caliber and that rifle for a number of different things. Same thing with 308. You've got all different kinds of manufacturers. You could shoot 76251 practice ammo, which is relatively inexpensive. So between those two ARs, you've got some, some, some advantages. Now, yes, I do know that they make ARs now in all kinds of crazy configurations and different types of ammo. You've got ARs that shoot 9mm. You've got ARs that shoot 45. You've got ARs that'll shoot, you know, massive, um, you know, cartridges that you would use for hunting wildebeest. You know, it's, it's a platform that they have developed and modified to, to shoot all kinds of different cartridges. But those are rare and expensive and options are few. So when we talk about an AR platform, I'm talking about 223 and 308. Uh, mostly 223, 
but I'm, I'm including the AR-10s in there just because they are available. Everybody seems to make at least one in their lineup, and those are options. So that's my list of pros. And if you ask me, that's a pretty good list of pros. If you check a number of those boxes, that could be a good reason to use an AR. Now the list of cons. Uh, ARs are not made for hunting. That's not their purpose. That's not why they were invented. Um, And they just lack a number of features. They lack a number of things that are important for hunting that aren't important for what they were made for, which is combat. So, you know, things like the safety on an AR is, it is atrocious if you're in a tree stand 30 yards from a deer and you've got to move this safety lever, uh, you know, that huge quarter turn and it makes a loud clicking sound and you could scare a deer off. There's just ergonomics, things about them, they're just not designed for hunting. That doesn't make mean that they can't be used for hunting. It just means that, you know, even a basic hunting rifle is just designed for that purpose. Now that hunting rifle is not going to be as good for combat because it lacks some of the features that you want in, in a combat rifle. But that's why you have different rifles designed for different things. So, you know, the AR-15 or AR, uh, AR-15 or an AR-10, using those guns for hunting is always going to be, you know, the highest level you're going to be able to use that fire on that is like a B+. You're just never going to be able to do better than that because there's features on it that are just not ideal for what you're doing. They're not oriented. They're not designed. They're not set up to do what you're doing. There's little things here and there that are just... Now, some of those you can overcome with aftermarket upgrades and things like that. So it's not completely um, you know, a massive hindrance, but there's little things. They just don't function exactly the way you'd want it to for hunting. Um, number two on the cons list, accuracy. There, I said it. I said it. I'm not taking it back. ARs are not as accurate as most hunting rifles. Just, just the truth. Even with aftermarket barrels and specs, they're still usually not as accurate. Um... You know, most of the AR-15s I've shot, and I've shot some that were cheap, and I've shot some that were really expensive. You know, the best I've seen them do is somewhere between an inch and a half to a three-inch group at 100 yards. Now, that's that's okay for hunting deer. That's that's sufficient. That's all right for hunting coyotes. That's okay for maybe even for hogs. That's not bad. You know, an inch and a half is pretty good. That's decent. Three is is a little rough, um, but you know there's variation based on all kind of factors. I'll talk about some of them, but they're just not precision firearms. Now, so you could go through and you could build a precision AR. It can be done, and you get that down maybe to an inch and a quarter, maybe to an inch, but you're going to spend tons of money doing it, tons of money and still have a B-plus rifle from an ergonomic standpoint for the task. But depending on what you're doing, if you're trying to still hunt deer at close to medium range, that's not going to matter. If you're trying to hunt coyotes within, you know, within 150 yards, that's not really going to matter. 
Um, there's a lot of things that you can use it for that it's not, we're not talking about huge differences in accuracy, but I have a bolt action 223. That gun will shoot three quarters of an inch at 100 yards with all different kinds of ammo. It is not picky. It is, it is very tolerant and it will perform. I mean, and I can throw three different kinds of ammo in it and the point of impact doesn't hardly change at all. It's spectacular. Grab a AR-15 and try to do the same thing and you could have huge differences based on what ammo you're doing, how, you know, all different factors. They're just not as accurate. Now you're talking about the difference between three quarters of an inch group and maybe a two inch group at a hundred yards. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. But you're shooting at 200, 300 yards, and I probably wouldn't shoot more than 300 yards with an AR um, or with a 223 caliber. I just think that's, I just don't think you have enough terminal velocity or impact velocity at that point. But regardless, that, that begins to make a bigger difference. And then we're talking with scopes. Most of these kinds of rifles, they come with open sights and they are much less accurate in most people's hands, most people's hands with open sights. So you don't have the same level of precision accuracy. That doesn't always matter, but it's a con. The triggers, the next con, stock triggers on most ARs are pretty rough for hunting. You, you, you often have uh, some, some, you've got a crunchy trigger pull, you've got a bunch of take up, you've got some gunk in there, you've got a really heavy trigger pull, you've got a long trigger pull. Most of them are not good for the task. They're not made for precision shooting. This is part of the reason why they're not that accurate, but I've even seen them with better triggers on it still not be accurate. When I say not accurate, I mean, you know, still not do better than a two or three inch group at 100 yards. But the triggers are just not great for hunting. Now, for combat, those triggers are perfectly fine. It, you, you want that trigger to offer some resistance be, before you potentially take another person's life you know, in, in a high stress, high energy, have only a few, a few moments or a moment to, to make the decision to take a shot or not, you know, you, you don't want that thing going off by accident. So for that application, the triggers on an AR in many scenarios are just fine. They're, they are, they are made for that task. They're made with that in mind. But you don't want a long take up or a bunch of slop or a bunch of grit when you're trying to pull that trigger to shoot a deer at 200 yards. And, you know, it's just not good. It's just not, it does not help the task. It's, it's a definite con. Now, you know, we talk about, okay, say you've got a 308 AR, you know, AR tenants in 308, and you've got the ability to shoot two, three, four hundred yards. That accuracy thing really becomes an issue. And I don't think, from my own opinion and experience, that AR-10s are any more accurate in most cases than the equivalent AR-15 uh, from the same general specs of the rifle. I just do not see higher accuracy. So an AR-15 at 100 yards, you know, two or three inch group might not be terrible. That might be perfectly acceptable. But an AR-10 at 400 yards, you know, a three-inch group is gonna is gonna turn into a 12-inch group at 400 yards. Uh, that could be the difference between hitting the animal and not. 
hitting the animal in a good place or a terrible place. I, that's not that's not really good. You you now have the the round the 308 has the ability to shoot that far. So you could be if you could you have the the ability to shoot 3 400 yards, but you do not really have the accuracy. Um, and yeah, I guess they make some high-end AR10 sniper platforms that are much more accurate, you know, if you're going to spend 2 3 4 5000 dollars on a rifle. But that's that's another conversation at that point. So stock triggers are not great. Another con is weight. These are usually end up being heavier guns. There's just more going on. You've got a gas system. You've got rails. You invariably have accessories. I'm a minimalist. I like there to be nothing on my rifles except what I absolutely cannot shoot without, which is a sight. Either scope or open sights. I don't even want both. I don't want that extra ounce. Um, but most people, they've got an AR. They've got all kind of stuff on it. They've got a built-in cleaning kit and a flashlight. And they've got a laser. And they've got pop-up sights in case, you know... Their scope gets torn off by a fawn. I don't know. They've got whatever they've got. There's just this gun is decked out because it can be decked out and it weighs 10 pounds. And it's hard to shoulder. It's hard to shoot standing. You can't, you know, it's hard to carry all day. Um, it's just not a light gun at the end of the day. Now, it may not be that much heavier from the factory. But just most people aren't taking factory ARs into the woods. And I understand why. You bought that gun for self-defense or just to be a range gun, just to have fun at the range. So you do whatever you want to it that's fun because it's fun. But you then put that stuff on it, you leave that stuff on it to go hunting, and it becomes complicated, and it becomes difficult, and it becomes a hindrance. So you you're not have that kind of issue with most hunting rifles. So weight is a con. Next, limited calibers. Uh, I talked about this um, previously, but you've got two main calibers, 223 slash 556, and you've got 308 Winchester slash 762 by 51. Um, that's mostly it. All these other sort of specialty calibers, you're talking very expensive. Maybe they're reliable, maybe they're not, hard to find. Um, just rare that somebody's going to have one of those. So when you get down to most people who are going to have probably a 5.56, but maybe you get an AR-10, you get most people, that's what you've got or what you're going to get, then you're limited by your caliber as terms of what you can hunt. So for example, an AR-15 chambered in 5.56, can you hunt deer with that? Yes, you absolutely can. Can you consistently and reliably kill deer with that rifle? Yes, you absolutely can. If you're a great shot, if you're able to shoot it at 100 yards or less, if you've got lots of practice, if you've got good sights, if you're able to put that bullet exactly where you want to put that bullet, then yeah. But if any of those variables are off, you could have a tough time. You're shooting further, or you, you, you miss the, the ideal area by a couple inches. 
Um, you know, you can have serious problems. That animal might not die at all. It might die in a week. You might chase it for miles. You just don't have the kind of power or ballistics that you would want in, in that. Because you're usually shooting a light bullet. You know, um, a lot of the better deer bullets that I've seen are like 62 grains. You're shooting a light, fast bullet that may or may not do the damage to the, you do enough damage to a non vital area. So, for example, you know, the average muzzle, uh, not velocity, but the average muzzle energy of a 223 armed with a hunting round is about 1,200 um, pounds of force. The average uh, muzzle velocity or muzzle ballistics. Ah, I'm getting the wrong term here. The average muzzle energy of a 3030 is more in the 18 or 1900 range. So over a third more coming from a 3030, which is is thought to be a lighter deer hunting rifle. You've got a 243. You're at about that same place, 1900 between 1800 and 2000. That's like 40% more power than a 223 has. But you're also throwing much heavier bullets. Um, the 3030 bullets that I use, I think, are 165 grain, something like that. Or 145. They're they're almost three times, two to three times the, the bullet mass of what a 223 is gonna shoot. So you've got a significantly less power. Is it enough power? It is enough if you hit it in the right spot with the right range. Now that's the power at, you know, at the muzzle. At 100 yards, it's significantly less power. At 200 yards, uh, you s- start to ask the question of, is there enough power left to kill the animal even if you hit it in a reasonably good spot? Um, but let alone not an ideal location. So you lose that power over distance, whereas a 3030 or a 243, which are lighter hunting rifles, that extra 40% more power, okay, at 30 yards, same result. At 100 yards, you've got an edge with that extra power. At 200 yards, you can still do the job with confidence, Whereas the 223 no longer has the, the, the performance at 200 yards. Once the bullet finally gets there, it does not have the confidence and the power to do the job in a lot of cases. So that is an issue. So you're limited in what you can hunt. Now, on the other side, if you've got an AR-10, you're in 308. You have limitations there too. That's a great deer cartridge. Perfect for deer. Good for boars. You could use it for coyotes, but you probably can't use it on anything smaller than a coyote. And I wouldn't use it on a coyote if you're trying to keep the fur because you're going to do a lot of damage to the hide. You can go bigger, of course. But whichever one you have, you're limited. So you might not, if you buy one or you have one, you're not going to be able to use that to hunt everything. But of course, you have the same stipulation if you're going to go out and buy any rifle that is in whatever caliber and it has so many potential uses so you're limited either way but um you know a lot of people go to the 223 they go to the ar-15 platform and they want to use it to hunt deer 
because they have it or because it's fun or because it's cool or whatever the reason, but it's not a great deer platform. It's not great. It'll work within the, the stipulations that I talked to you about, but it's not ideal. And you're, you're going to be hindered by that. And it's completely inappropriate to attempt hunting anything larger than deer. Elk, moose, do not take a shot. I mean, that's just being irresponsible. So you're, you've got limitations there. Next, in terms of cons, public relations. Um, you've got PR issues when it comes to ARs. You've got all sorts of media criticism. You've got criticism from various political uh, sides of the aisle. You've got a lot of negative thoughts and a lot of negative sentiments. You've got a, a firearm that's viewed as a military firearm, that's viewed as a firearm that's used for you know school shootings and terrorist attacks, and there's just bad PR with an AR. It just is just the way that it is. I'm not saying it should be that way. I'm just, this is our reality that we live in. So for example, if you go out and God forbid you have an accident while you're hunting, something happens, um, you know, gun goes off in your, in the trunk of your car. I saw a video about this literally like yesterday. Guy was putting his gun away, forgot it was loaded, hit the trigger, Gun goes off in the trunk of his car. You know, the police show up to that. You know, if you have a wooden stocked two, you know, 243 bolt action rifle, you know, you're going to get a very different reaction from law enforcement than if you've got a decked out, um, you know, AR-15 with all sorts of accessories on it. You know, you're going to, there's just questions are going to be asked. You're going to be treated differently. You're going to be handled differently. God forbid you, you actually, there's an injury involved. You know, what, what could have, what should be an obvious hunting accident could turn into, you know, people thinking you're potentially a terrorist. You just, you've got PR issues. You've got stuff going. You got, you know, somebody sees you walking down the side of a road into the woods with a, a wooden rifle strapped to your back, then they know you're hunting. They see you walking down the road into the woods with an AR-15 strapped to your back. They may think you're going to kill somebody. They may think you're going to commit a terrorist attack. Their, their mind is going to go in a thousand different directions, and none of them are going to be the one you'd rather them go in. So you've got PR problems. Um, it's a con. You just you have to be aware of it. You have to consider it. You have to think, you know, it, it, are the pros why I would do this bigger than that potential con? Um, there is in some people's minds an ethical concern here. And that is that, you know, this is a military rifle. It's designed for military service, for military combat. Um, they think that it's not ethical to use a military rifle for hunting. Um, rather, I don't know if that's because it poses an advantage over a traditional rifle or there's just something distasteful. And I think that's more of what it is. There's just something distasteful about using a weapon designed to kill people in order to hunt animals. And I can sympathize with that. That's a con. And some people's minds may not be yours, um, but it could be people that you know who see you carrying this rifle around. Um... There are some servicemen who, who hold that position. I've known some of them. 
and they think you know that it's just distasteful to use a firearm that's designed to kill people in combat overseas in the woods hunting deer they think it's just it's just not a tasteful thing to do so you need to be aware of that you need to consider that you need to um you need to talk to people and get to know people you need to understand where people that are close to you and close to your hunting hobby you know what their perceptions are to see is that something that might you know affect you or you may hold that position uh and like i said i can sympathize with that position um, I'm just going to give a little more perspective. One of my first rifles that I had, the first rifle I ever went hunting with was a military rifle. It was designed exclusively for military combat. Now it was designed in 1897. It was revamped in 1931. And the particular one I was carrying had was manufactured in 1955. It was bolt action. It was made out of wood. Looking at it, you would say that's a hunting rifle, right? Um, but you know, where do you draw the line with that? In my mind, you know, no, no, there was no negative connotation whatsoever. Now, I will say it was less ergonomical than the 3030 lever action deer rifle that I had at the same time. It was heavier. It was. It had a, a lousy trigger. It had. Uh, a terrible safety. Interesting that it, it shared all of these features that the AR has against what the hunting rifle has because it was designed for a different purpose. So the features, so the little things are all oriented differently for that purpose and not for hunting. So even though this rifle was literally a hunt, you know, the design was 120 years old and, um, well, you know, this is even more interesting. The Winchester lever action was designed in 1894. The hunt, or the military rifle I was using was designed in 1897. Almost the same time, same time period. And now I'm using both over 100 years later. But the hunting rifle designed for hunting is more ergonomic, better features, better in your hand for hunting, whereas the military rifle is not as good for hunting in all those areas, but it would be better in a military situation and scenario. But, you know, that's just some, that, that's extra. That, that was what didn't plan on bringing that up, just came to me. No extra charge for that tidbit there. Um, but it, 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 it's still, you got to think about it. What point I was trying to make was, that 100-year-old rifle that I was using, I think because it wasn't a black plastic rifle, it was a wooden rifle, people wouldn't have thought anything of it. So, you know, was there any negative towards me using that 100-year-old wooden rifle for hunting? I don't think there's anybody, even the people that would be offended at you using an AR for hunting because it's distasteful, I don't think they would think using a wooden 1897 military rifle for hunting. I don't think they would see using that bolt action military rifle for hunting as distasteful. You know, I think there's a little bit of a double standard there, but it's a legitimate con. This is a real perception. And like I said, I can sympathize with it. I, I can see that point of view. I can, you know, I, I'm sensitive to that. I don't think, I, I wouldn't say there's nothing to it. Um, I don't share that particular opinion, but I am sensitive to it, and um, you know you should be too. Next con, 
ARs are overly complicated for beginners. They are overly complicated. They're, they're complicated in how they work and their operation, maintenance, cleaning for beginners. They are, there's a lot to them. How do you keep it running? All these different things. Whereas you have a bolt action, very simple, fewer parts, very easy to use. So if you've got someone who's new to the sport, they have no idea what they're doing, you hand them an AR, they don't have training, they don't have military training, they don't take the time to train themselves on, on how to run and maintenance and care for and do everything they need to do with this gun, it is it's going to be tougher on them. It is just a more complicated rifle. There's a lot of parts, a lot of moving parts. So that's something you need to be... I don't know that you want to be concerned about, but you need to be aware of. That's a significant con. Um, you know, it's just a hard to start with. That's another con, but they really they go together. It is a hard gun to start with because of its complexity, because it is not made for hunting. You know, doesn't have the best ergonomics for that task. It's a tough rifle to get started with. So if you're a new hunter, if you've never hunted before, you're thinking about buying your first rifle, you think, well, maybe I'll get an AR. I'm just, you know, you have to be aware of the con. It is a hard beginner's gun because of all of those different reasons. And the last one I have here on the cons list is expense. ARs are more expensive rifles. Now, in modern days, they've gotten a lot cheaper than they have ever been. You know, you can go to a, a shop or a gun show or somewhere and you can buy an AR-15 uh, for 500 bucks most of the time in many places. Maybe even cheaper if you get a good deal in a sale. But for 500 bucks, you can get, a, you can get an AR. It is going to be no frills. It's going to be bare bones. It's going to have, you know, none of the, the, the fancy things that, that you might like or want, but it'll be an AR. Depending on the brand and the model, it could be reliable. Uh, I'm not going to say that they're junk at that level. I'm just going to say you get less. You know, 500 bucks, you get a base model AR. Uh, but with 500 bucks, you could get a pretty good bolt action rifle. You could get a pretty good one. You could you could get one that's got an adjustable trigger. You could get one that may have an adjustable stock. You can get something that, you know, with a scope, that AR is coming with nothing sometimes, maybe not even an open sight. So dollar per dollar, you get uh, what I would consider a good AR, something around $1,000. You know, now, not the best, but you can get something that's you know high quality, some features, better trigger, better better barrel, less corrosive, um, uh, less corrosive parts on it, maybe a better stock. You know, you, you end up with a decent, a pretty nice gun. Maybe maybe it even comes with a nice sight on it, you know, or a, or a scope or something. You can get a pretty good gun for a thousand dollars. You can get an amazing deer hunting rifle or an amazing predator hunting rifle for $1,000. So, you know, you get a cheap AR, you can get, you know, you get a mediocre AR, you can get a good rifle. You get a good AR, you can get a great bolt action rifle. You get an excellent AR, you can get an absolutely amazing long range precision hunting rifle. 
So no matter what you spend or what level of AR you buy for the same money, you could have gotten a better hunting rifle. Uh, it's just the way that it is. I don't know why, but well, probably because they're more complicated. They're more parts. You've got the, you know, all the different systems that are involved and all the different tolerances and all the different things that have to come together and work. Whereas with a bolt action rifle, you have one moving part. So you just have less things to work, less things that have to work together, less things that have to be balanced. There's just fewer things that need to be machined and made and, and, and operated. So, you know, when it comes to expense, they're not cheaper. They are, they're quite expensive. And of course you get the cheapest, the cheaper ARs that are out there. They're the least ergonomical for hunting. You're going to have the worst triggers, the worst features, the worst everything for that task. Now they still may work just fine for self-defense or home defense. You know, for what they're designed to do, they might do just fine. But when it comes to hunting, you know, they're going to be even worse from that regard. Whereas, you know, you go for the cheapest deer hunting rifle you can get, you can often get something under $200. Maybe even with a scope on it. You know, and you're talking 200 bucks. I know a guy that picked up a nice 308 with a scope on it for 190. You know, it's it's a baseline. It's the company's, you know, entry level th- rifle but it's still better for hunting than a baseline $500 AR. And the scopes that ARs come with or that you would usually buy for an AR are not the kind of scope that you would want to use for hunting. Usually you're at, you know, low power scopes, maybe a fixed four power scope or something that's like a two to eight power scope with a red dot. Whereas you'd want more like a three to nine with uh, fine crosshairs or a different reticle on it. Just something that, you know, is better for that precision shot at moderate to long range versus something that's made, you know, for home defense to shoot at night within 20 feet. You've got completely different optics. So even if you get an AR that comes with an optic, chances are it's not going to be ideal for hunting. It might work for medium to close range, but not beyond that. And even though it works, it still may not be ideal. So those are all of those features, things you need to keep in mind. So what's the final analysis? You got this list of pros, you got this list of cons. If you were counting, you would see that the list of cons is longer. And it is. Uh, Which brings me to my logical conclusion. Should a beginner use an AR for hunting? And I would say the answer would be not unless you already have one. That would be my recommendation. If you already have one, get started with that. Learn the ropes with that. Figure out what you like and don't like. And then when you're ready, if you if you enjoy hunting and want to stick with it and want to further invest yourself in it, then you can go out and you can get something more ideal for the type of hunting you like to do. But I wouldn't go out and buy an AR if you're a beginner or anyone really for the purpose of hunting unless you have a dual purpose for the gun so for example um you know i hunt deer with a 308 and a 3030 depending on the weather depending on the range depending on the situation i will usually use one or the other 
I have a couple other options. I told you about the 223 bolt action that I have, which I did take out once for close range deer hunting, but I, I didn't I didn't get a shot with that one that day. I told you about the the Mosin Nagant that I have from 1897 design. Um, in fact, I actually did an entire episode on it called the worst rifle for deer hunting, which is that 12 pound beast that I built before I knew any of the things I'm telling you about today, because I thought it'd be cool and it'd be fun. And for, it turned out it would be terrible for hunting. Um, but you know, I have other options, but I usually use a 308 or a 3030 or a crossbow, but that's a different story. Now, when it comes to ARs, I would not buy an AR-15 for deer hunting. To me, that would just be borderline ridiculous because I have better tools that are perfect for the job, and that would be a lesser tool. Where I live in Pennsylvania, they've been talking about legalizing semi-automatic um, semi-automatic rifles for deer hunting, which would then make an AR-10 a potential deer hunting rifle. Because you've got a 308, that's a good caliber for deer hunting, and you know that that could now be an option. Right now, that's not even on the table in our state. But if they make that change and they legalize it, which I predict them doing within the next five years, then that'll become a potential hunting rifle. And I have pondered the idea of getting one, not for deer hunting, but you know to use for deer hunting, but not exclusively for that but that I would have something that I could also use for uh, hunting hogs and coyotes and also for home defense and just sort of, you know, mid to long range shooting, just, you know, target shooting, just to, to, to have something else to use in, in that space. So I have pondered the idea of, you know, it's something that would be multi-purpose, that would serve multiple roles um, that I could also use for deer hunting. But then as I think about it, I really don't know that I would take it deer hunting because of all the list of cons. Even if I had it right now, I still don't know that I would actually take it out deer hunting just because I have bolt action rifles that I think are better for the job. So, you know, the list of cons is quite large, actually. And the list of pros, uh, if you have a better tool already, I've, I'm just, I, I struggle in my own mind finding a reason to even use that. So, you know, you really need to think about this. A lot, it's popular, I know, to use AR-15s and AR-10s for hunting. I know it's popular. But it's not the best tool for the job. And I don't think it's ideal to use for the job unless you've already got one and, you know, you don't want to, well, you shouldn't probably go out and spend a bunch of money on a gun until you have some experience doing it. So that's sort of where I land on it. Your opinion may be different. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Send me, uh, you know, leave a comment on, on this episode, newhuntersguide.com, or send me an email at the website also. Um, you know, I'd love it if my missing something or are there some pros and cons that I have not hit. But from my perspective, my opinion and my experiences, I would say if you have one, start with it until you learn and get some experience and can get some buy something with with some context. 
A lot of people, they decide they're going to start hunting and they just go out and buy a new rifle or new whatever. They spend a bunch of money and they don't know what they're doing. They don't, they don't have any context. They don't know what features they appreciate. And they ended up getting something that in the long run was really, really not the best fit for them or the, not the best fit for the kind of hunting they want to do. But they didn't know that. Now they've sunk that money into it. Whereas my advice is always get the cheapest used rifle that you can or borrow or if you have something that'll work even if it's not ideal, start with that, learn the ropes, get your feet wet and then you can buy something that is ideal for your style and for the type of game you pursue that'll work good in your hands as opposed to just buying something and you don't know if that's going to be a good fit for you or not. So you need some experience, I think, before you sink a bunch of money. But if you have an AR, start with it. Because the biggest li- the biggest pro on the list of pros is you have one. So if you have one, that's a pretty good reason to use one. If you're thinking about buying your first hunting rifle, I would say do not buy an AR-15 unless you have several other reasons why you would buy it. You know, if you're going to buy, if you want to buy one for home defense um, and you want that to double as your first hunting rifle to get started, well, that's a compelling reason. You know, you could do that. That's, I I wouldn't say that's a bad decision, but if you're going to buy a hunting rifle for the purpose of hunting, then I would not start there. I would get an, an actual deer hunting rifle and I've done episodes on ideal rifles, even ideal makes and models for beginners. You can go back and look at those, but in terms of should you hunt with one, the answer is maybe, depending on where you fall on this list of pros and cons. I hope that's helpful. Go ahead to the newhuntersguide.com for the show notes, more information, other episodes, and leave a comment. Love to hear from you guys. Till next time, God bless you, and go get them in the woods. Mm-hmm.